fine. So it should be recording now. You have probably a question there. Yeah, got it. All right. So it is recording. Um, let me do the presentations then so we can start. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Um, hello, everyone. This is Lisbon Unlimited. My name is Diogo Grons. And today, my guest is Indrek Poldi. Um, he has, um, he's a mentor and coach, first of all. So I would like to clarify this. Um, this is something really useful for us because we haven't interviewed any mentor and coach at, up until now. And he's a highly accomplished professional who excels in amongst, amongst other things, podcasting, entrepreneurship, mentoring, motivational speaking, gratitude coaching, and consulting. He provides organizational leadership in research, due diligence, and strategic planning for corporate teams to administer their, their business. And he's also developing business units by implementing strategies and processes to enhance their client services and product delivery. I know that he's an expert in uh, business development, in training and mentorship, also in uh, learning and development and program implementation. If you need his help or his services, reach out to him. I'm sure he will give us advice on how to do that in, during this podcast. But first of all, I would like to thank you, uh, Indrek, for being in Lisbon Unlimited. Thank you so much for accepting our invite. Yeah, no, Tiago, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's uh, right. great to be here. And thank you for the intro. <laughs> no, you're, you're well, more than welcome. Um, Indrek, as a mentor and a coach, I have a couple of questions here for you. I do think that they are not easy questions in a way that it's not easy explainable. So I would love to understand how does someone ends up doing mentoring and coaching? So it started uh, four or five years ago mm -hmm. when I did my first startup called Sora as a Service, which uh, we sold last year. But uh, through that, uh, we went to a couple of uh, accelerator programs. One of them was uh, Techstars in the UK and London. And they only apply, like, uh, they only take 1% of companies who apply. So we're quite lucky to be there. And the reason I'm telling you this is because we went to, through two of these kinds of uh, programs. And I think I got mentored uh, close to like 200 different uh, mentors. Uh, so these mentorships were a little bit different. These are not like six months long or something. These are startup mentorships that like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, wow. and if you get a really good vibe with some of the mentors, then, um, then you continue to chat with that mentor. So, and then you get uh, a lot of uh, feedback and advice from them and, uh, and you learn a lot. So uh, as with our business also, we learned a lot, we failed a lot, we, we, couple of times when close to bankruptcy, etc. So um, all of this knowledge, I, I think uh, I know that I, I want to share with others. And if I, right now I'm also mentoring startups that if I can assist them to, to um, uh, so to say, help them to gain a few years or, or, or make it more different, uh, so to say, uh, directions or, or different, uh, um, what I want to say, different outcomes, or, or I can give some advice what to do or how to do it. That's, uh, I'm more than happy to, to apply these uh, skills. Got it. And what would you say is the, mo the usual pain startups face? Because you're trying to give them experience in business and they probably have a couple of things that they always miss or that they, they lack. Would you be able to give some examples? So it all depends on the where is the startup. Is it a 
MVP phase, uh, so to say, minimum viable product, is it an idea or concept? Uh, uh, I don't know, Pipedrive is not a startup anymore, but, but again, like it's all different sizes, so different sizes have different issues. So I mostly focus on the idea phase, MVP phase, and in the start phase. So the biggest issues that I see that, uh, that the founders have is like one of the, the first ones is that uh, they take too long to test the idea. It's uh, they they think okay we need to have a perfect product and then we need to go and test. But actually, uh, our first product was an Excel sheet and I was driving around the city and and etc. So so you need to test as soon as possible. Uh, does somebody else cares about your product or service, whatever you offer? Um, if you already have like the minimum viable product, you know that okay this is something I I. Um, uh, we can sell or we can, we want to continue then uh, the other thing is team and what i see with the team is uh, they most of them uh, don't have uh, founders agreements so to say they haven't talked about like uh, who does what what kind of time uh, somebody can contribute maybe 40% of the time of the week somebody can 100% and then if the money comes in then all the so to say hell breaks loose because then they start, hey, I, need, I, I get more money because I did this and this, and then you get to arguing. But that's why you have founders agreement where you said, hey, you do this much, you do this much, and then you get this much of a percentage. And, uh, and the third, uh, one of the most is like uh, people overwork a lot. I know in the startup scene, it's, it's really easy to uh, get into the sort of the flow and, and work uh, 12 hours per day and, and seven days a week. But this is not something that... Uh, uh, you can uh, do a long time, maybe a couple of months, but then you burn out. And uh, one of the things I see that uh, what uh, the startup founders, uh, their families and and uh, p- uh, friends, they they don't have a clue about startups. So they don't have anybody to talk about uh, about uh, their life and etc. So it's easy to be alone in that sector and and, and space and then. Uh, you need to find somebody to trust you can you can speak to and and that's why uh, you need to go out as much as possible and, and talk so what I recommend to startup founders is have your startup but build that but have also a hobby or or something outside that you work uh, your startup for, like say from uh, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. like full day and then after 6 you whatever the training or you take cooking classes or whatever there is to get your mind off the uh, startup so so that your mind can be more clear yeah I can totally see that um, especially in a world today where you get to see everything online sometimes you don't know the full history of a person and you have loads of influencers or people that say they have successful businesses and they say that they work 12 hours per day like you were just saying that they do this or that and it seems like they are doing what you would be able to do in like uh, 48 hours they can do it in 12 and this can be a problem for startups, no? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's the it's a, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. So I know you need to test the, the idea as soon as possible and as fast as possible, and it's all that. But you need to have balance because if if you burn out, you will lose six six to eight months because it will take minimum that time to to recover on that. And that's why you need to talk with people. You need to. Uh, do something different besides your startup because uh, the mind needs some rest and uh, 
And one, uh, one thing more is that what I see is like when you start a startup, it seems like everybody is under the pressure that you need to build a unicorn, a billion dollar company. But I think it's totally fine if you build a million dollar company, if you build a $10 million company. It's like I, 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 everybody wants to do a unicorn. But again, like uh, what, uh, because I'm doing also podcasting and I, I, I had an interview with the founders of Bolt, uh, Taxify. Uh, and they, it's a billion dollar company. But uh, when they started, uh, their uh, so to say goal was to make uh, 100,000 euros a year to pay like four people's salary and that's it. You never know how your company will turn out. You know, it's like if you're thinking, okay, this startup I'm building is a billion dollar company. I don't know how many use cases there are that uh, it will happen, only maybe very experienced ones. But if you start, don't think about we need to build a billion dollar company. Think uh, what uh, problem we can solve, how we can make it valuable to your customer and uh, and make uh, great customer support. The customer support, uh, like in Pipedrive and other companies, is amazing. So so that brings all the all the customers back. So I think the the customer service is, is essential, but it's only essential when you have enough sales. In the beginning, sales are the key, and and then uh, if you have enough sales, the customer service is the one that will uh, bring all the people back to you. And I, I, I would love to ask a question because uh, sometimes people speak about uh, mentorship and they speak about coaching. And I don't know if there's a beginning, a, a start and a beginning of both. When do you start uh, coaching or, and leave mentorship or are they the same? Um, because it seems like they're a bit different. But um, could you please elaborate on, a bit on that? Yeah, so mentorship uh, is more like when a person talks about his own or her own experience what they've been through shows different ways of what you can do and, uh, and uh, just helps the entrepreneur out. Coaching is more like uh, the coach uh, is there to make uh, how one of my um, podcasts says is if you are good, coach makes you better. If you makes it uh, so the coaching is like uh, so that the coach has, uh, talks about 20% and the person, the coachee talks 80% and the coach ask, asks the right questions and the coach also tells you sometimes the things you don't want to hear. So you need that. That's why the coaches and the mentor and also the mentors also will tell you something where they, you don't want to hear. But again, like uh, with mentors, there are also I, I met a few bad mentors. These are the people who will start uh, telling their own opinion. For example, I don't think this will work. And that, 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 because I, I think it's bad because you never know how the person uh, does the same thing. Because all people are different and because I did it so and I failed, it doesn't mean you will fail. I will just tell you a story that how I failed and if you learn from it and you will do it differently, you, you might uh, not fail and you do it a lot better. So, so be careful with mentors who, who have these uh, big egos that tell you, 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 you will fail, you will do this and, and it will never work. So be really careful with that. So I, I think mentorship and coaching can go hand to hand. It's just a little bit different approaches, like uh, because again, like uh, coaching is more about asking the right questions. And uh, one of the things why I also say that every every entrepreneur, every person needs a coach or a mentor because mentors and coaches believe in you a lot more than you believe in yourself. And this is this is the role that the coach and the mentor plays. Why is that? Why is that people usually have an image of themselves that is uh, lacking? Um, self-esteem or, or confidence why, why does that happen so much 
it, it's just my assumption, but, uh, but again, like it's uh, because our brain is wired negatively. Everything we see, we do bad. I think most of the people have these, uh, so to say, feelings when they post something or when they do something or send an email and they say, oh, shit, I did this and this and this. Uh, and they have this negative self-talk in, inside of them because our brain is wired to negative survival mode and uh, because our brain is, so to say, uh, lazy. And uh, it just keeps, uh, keeps us away from the danger. And then uh, it, you might start making excuses. It's very like, uh, for example, it's, uh, if you want to go training or to the gym, the hardest part is going from the couch to put on the sneakers. That's the hardest because all your brain makes, it, makes excuses. Ah, oh, it's not good. It's not that. It's all negative. And the same way, that's why we have uh, the negative self-doubt uh, about ourselves also. And I've, I have done over 100, uh, 100 podcast episodes and uh, with uh, different kind of entrepreneurs, different um, level. And the, most of them after the podcast say, was it a good show? Or, I, or and 80% of them uh, that I invite to my podcast, they also say, I have nothing to say. Why do you invite me? So, so again, like all this negativity that people think that it's not worth it. So, and that's why you need to have a coach or a mentor, somebody who believes in you. Because uh, especially in Estonia, when uh, you become an entrepreneur, uh, the family doesn't support you because they say it's hard, it's difficult, you will fail, and etc. cetera. How, how, how does that help you? Absolutely. There is so negativity. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why you need to surround yourself with the right mindset that people who, who are positive. I think it's really easy to judge people, but uh, we judge. Uh, I like to judge ideas, not people. If you tell me an idea and I don't think it's good, I will tell you, I judge the idea, not you, because you are a great person and, and you had, a, so to say, uh, the idea and then and you started to execute it. But uh, in Estonia, it's very easy to, we don't judge the idea, we judge the person. You're stupid or you do this and this and this. So that's why if you surround yourself with the right people, they will encourage you. If the idea, even if it's bad, they will tell you, okay, what do you think are the next steps? What we can do? What they will help you, they will think with you. And they don't say, this is bad, it doesn't work. It depends on idea also, but but you get, I, think, oh, I hope you get the general. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned something that I, I, I strongly believe, which is the, the right mindset. And what would you say it, it is the right mindset? Because we were speaking about, for example, the Joko podcast, and where he talks about, um, although he usually says this, that discipline means equals freedom. Yeah. Meaning that a person that is disciplined, um, it doesn't need to be motivated. You just need to do the same thing every day or just need to force yourself because that if you have discipline going from the couch to the gym might not be that hard because you said to yourself i need to do this mm-hmm. so is is this really something you guys you could point out as as coaches for someone to do like be strict with yourself or is that too harsh because he's a military guy no i i actually love the quote uh, discipline is freedom it makes total sense like if you if you are disciplined with the people you surround yourself if you are disciplined with your money you spend if you are disciplined with the uh, exercise and etc. It actually creates you more freedom. You have more money, better friends, and more. Uh, you do more exercise, so it all works out. And um, uh, with 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 coaching, it's again like uh, the person needs to be like I, I I like to say I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker because uh, motivation is something you need to find in yourself. Inspiration is something we can give you with different stories, but motivation is the one that you you need to find and. And uh, you mentioned in the beginning that uh, I'm a gratitude coach. I can say also with my own startup, I burned totally out. I had uh, 
so to say, pretty much suicidal thoughts and etc. It was like uh, extremely difficult because again, you have the pressure of uh, everybody says like with our startup, everybody said you have an amazing idea etc. etc. But we didn't grow uh, uh, like heavily. So three years ago, I started uh, so to say uh, writing gratitude uh, gratitude uh, every morning. For example, three things I'm grateful, three things I want to do today, and I do it consistently. So I, I developed this discipline for. It took me two and a half uh, months, and then my thinking totally changed. So mm. if, if, you, if you start writing every day three things you are grateful, the small things, I'm grateful for my eyes, my legs, and et cetera, for the sun, and et cetera, your thinking will change. But it takes about two months minimum to, to start working because it takes uh, to build a habit, it takes about 60, 60 or 66 days, but you need to do it every day. And, and that's why I love gratitude because I think it's the easiest way for people to change their mindset. And imagine if you wake up every morning and write only positive things down. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for things. Then you only start to see positive things. It's again like if you buy a red uh, Corvette, you will start seeing red Corvettes in your... Uh, Everywhere. Yeah. And that's the same with gratitude. That's the same where you put your focus, that will come. That will be also with the, with businesses and and uh, people also ask me, oh, Indrak, how do you find these interesting people in your podcast? I also tell if you do, if I focus enough, I find enough ent- entrepreneurs who I want to talk with. It's the same. It's everywhere. It's the same. And I think gratitude uh, for me is like um, one of the biggest gifts because um, uh, if you see solutions, you don't see problems. Like people are telling you problems. If uh, three or four persons say it's the same problem, then you might start to think, okay, how can I solve this? How can I bring this? How can I do this? And, and again, like it's, it's the positive mindset and, and uh, that's the mindset I think uh, most of entrepreneurs need to have, but it's really difficult, especially in the startup uh, community because yeah. everything is hustle, hustle, hustle. <laughs> they don't even stop to think why they're doing it in the first place, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How does your story, because you mentioned that you yourself, you had your startup, how does your story create an impact in people? It's much easier to listen to someone that has been through the stuff we're going through. So do you feel that it makes an impact when you just tell them exactly that? I've been, I've done this, we failed. And I was, not only the business failed, but me as a person, I was putting myself into question. Like, uh, am I doing the right stuff? That must be really hard, but maybe necessary moments in a person's life. Definitely. All these hard, hard moments are very difficult. And, and I have to say, thanks to podcasting, I'm not of, uh, not of shame anymore. The, the thing was when, when uh, I had this, I was burned out and et cetera, we didn't get any money from the, from the startup. We, I was, I think in three years, I moved like six times, always cheaper and cheaper apartment. And then all of my friends, they have, uh, so to say, careers and making a lot of money and et cetera. And then I actually internally felt uh, ashamed that I'm not worthy enough to, to hang around with them and et cetera. So again, like, but actually these were my own thoughts. They didn't say anything. They were always accepting me as who I am, but it's in my mind that uh, I'm not good enough. And it's, this is the social pressure that actually the uh, governments or whoever puts you that you need to have enough money to be socially uh, accepted. Like you need to have a car, two kids, a house, a fence and a dog, and, and then you're socially approved. But actually this is uh, sort of the APS. But, yeah, uh, but again, like uh, this is the media that does it for you. And that's why it's, uh, and I think it's, uh, it's the uh, shame and fear that, uh, 
starts uh, taking over our mind. And that's why the gratitude stuff comes in mind. And also that's why the podcasting helped me because when I did all the interviews and I listened to people's stories, then after, after I heard the stories, I started laughing. I said, crazy, my life is pretty good compared to you. And then I started to understand that I'm not alone with my problems, that everybody has the same problems. Everybody has the same thoughts. And when the more I listened to these stories, the more I started to understand that everything I do, I do it for myself. So why should I... Uh, not talk about these difficult uh, things. Why should I not tell that I had, I was burned out, I was very miserable, etc. Because again, it was my part of my life, and I'm not ashamed of anymore. Because thanks to that, I am the person I am today. And thanks to that experience, they started to understand that um, one person can change the world, and it's just one one action at a time. And right now, uh, again, like uh, with with my, my my podcast is totally in Estonian. But uh, I've been doing it for three years and Estonia has like a little bit over a million people and my podcast has been downloaded close to 300,000 times. So again, and I, I, I get some emails that uh, thank you for your podcast, it changed my life and etc. So, so, and this is the reason why I'm doing it. And again, like this is what I mentioned that one person can change the world a little bit by time by time. And I like, uh, that's why I like mentoring and coaching because you never know what is the person's potential? And if only somebody believes in that person, they can be, become the next Elon Musk, the next Steve Jobs. You never know. And the person can be in the 60s, in the 70s, and you just need to push that person just a little bit, just out of the comfort zone and, and just say, hey, I believe in you and what you're doing. And maybe you should do it like this and this and this. You give this encouragement. They feel also empowered. And you never know what a person can do. And, and that's why I love mentoring and coaching. And That's all amazing. Of, yeah. It's amazing you say that. And uh, I would love to understand how can you do that with a person. I do think it's, I don't say, I wouldn't say easier because mentoring is a responsibility. And so it's not easy um, despite the person being uh, getting better and better at what is they're doing. But how can you leverage that with a team? So if you're, if a company hires you, to mentor a team or to coach a team, a sales team, customer success team. Mm -hmm. How do you leverage that as a team? Is it different? So in, in a team, uh, yes, it's a little bit different because I think it's the team leader's job to make everybody around themselves uh, better. So I think that the team leader is the one that the, the only responsibility they have to make sure that the team works. So to make sure that the team works, you need to know everybody, so to say, uh, ambitions or, or goals of the of the team why are they doing it uh, what they do and why do they love the job do they do and what what so to say brings the fire in their eyes and then you as a team leader uh, I I've, that, that, that's again like my assumptions these are like um, that uh, you as a team leader you need to so to say again uh, inspire them that uh, for example somebody really loves to talk with customers and bring and um, make them laugh and etc so you as a team leader you need to say hey Let's put a goal. How many smiles you think you can make today or, or, or in a month? So your KPI is like how many smiles we can, we can, uh, we can bring out today. Or so. so again, like you need to find what, what are the buttons that push because every person is different. Mm -hmm. And, and there's, a, there's a good movie about uh, Mike Tyson that uh, when he grew up. And um, again, this was a black kid from uh, New York's very, very bad place. Yes, he had physical attributes, but he had nobody who believed in him. And again, like the movie shows, like uh, he had like four or five people 
surrounding himself who every day said, you will be the champ, you will be the best uh, boxer in the world, and etc. And every day he got this. And after, after a while, you start believing in that. Then you start, when you start believing it, you start executing. And that's the same with the team leader. If, you, if your job is to bring a smile um, for every person's uh, face, then again, like the team leader say, you amazing, like you're doing amazing job. I hear so many feedbacks, you do this and this and amazing. And, and uh, the thing is why you need this positive reinforcements is again, like your brain, our brain doesn't know what's real and what's not. So, and this is why visualization is really, really powerful tool because if you visualize that uh, every day I bring at least uh, X amount of people to smile or I will do this and I will do that, your brain thinks it already happened. And that's why I think visualization with gratitude and all of these positive reinforcements, it's really, really powerful. And one, um, I know I'm going a little bit off topic. And, uh, but no, no, go for it. One of, one of the, uh, so to say, things that I do, but also I, I, I do it with other teams is that write down your 10 year, uh, like a, a perfect day from 10 years from now. Like visualize, uh, you need to do this uh, outside office or outside of uh, work. But again, like write down your perfect day in, in 10 years, like what should it be? And, and the cool thing is that uh, you, uh, you start to visualize it. And then uh, what happens, like uh, most of the people in eight or nine years, they will, everything happened what they wrote down. It's so powerful, like uh, when you like, again, like that's why I don't like to make New Year's resolutions. I like to have like visualizations and goals and et cetera. Like it doesn't matter when, if you started by New Year or if you start in December, like uh, as long as you do it, as long as you start, as long as you do it, as long as you visualize it and, and things just start to happen. And, uh, and you can use all of these tools with your, with your team, uh, your personal. And I think it's especially, especially crucial in startups because in the beginnings, nobody, is, will believe you and it's, it's totally different and it's very very difficult especially when you get a lot of no's you've got a lot of rejections uh, that uh, burn out and etc so so i hope i answered some way your question yeah definitely i would love if you could tell someone that might be listening um if they probably there are there is someone there that needs some some help some spark to start something to do something what could you tell that person now? I know it's really different with multiple types of people, but um, is there anything in common that you'd like to say? Um, focus on this at least. Mm. So, again, why I what what I, I what helps me is if I know the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, if it makes me happy. So again, like the the, the company that I'm doing now, B two B growth, uh, we. Uh, I was in customer service uh, company and now this is in social media platform like uh, in LinkedIn, right? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but my company mission is to help people and companies grow. If they grow, I grow. And this is the same mission I have with my podcast. This is the same mission I have with uh, my mentorship and with my coaching. I want to help people grow. So uh, align the mission and the, the, the reason why you're doing something uh, with whatever the company or wherever you are, it makes it much, much easier because there will be tough times. Like if everything is going well right now, statistically, it will, it will go bad. Uh, you have really difficult periods and, uh, and things go. But if you have this mission and this, you know your why, that I'm here to help other people because other people... Uh, if they evolve, I evolve, and etc. It's it's a mutual uh, gain and and um, uh, give and gave, and and this helps me. So I hope, like again, like uh, 
clarify your mission and uh, and it's really difficult to know your why because uh, it took me like I'm 38 it took me what 30 36 years to find my why but it came through all these burnouts and starting with a podcast and and I not, I knew that I wanted to be surrounded with uh, smarter people than I am and and when when I started learning from them then I started to understand that okay I I really love to help people because uh, and again like uh, uh, if uh, you don't know what's your mission, what you do, or you don't have uh, people you surround yourself, these are all negative, etc. The easiest way to find uh, amazing people is doing volunteer work. So most of the people who are volunteers, they do it because they want to give back. And doing volunteer job is, is one of the best ways because, again, like uh, if the volunteer work makes you happy, you are helping others. And it's like a win-win situation because, again, like, if you have, if you do good things, uh, uh, the brain uh, there is dopamine that you also get when you're in social media when you get all the notifications that oh this is good. But when you also do good deeds or you, when you help others, you will also get this dopamine hit in your brain. And actually, it's been uh, researched that uh, if you help somebody, it makes you twice as uh, happier than, uh, uh, for example, if you don't help others. There was an example: if you buy an ice cream for yourself. It makes you happy, by, but if you buy an ice cream to somebody else, it makes you double happy. So, so True. this is this is the easiest way to do something uh, great and surround yourself with uh, great people. You mentioned uh, several times now your podcast. Um, how? Because you started three years ago. Mm. People, I would say, um, people started podcasting like 15, 10 years ago, but nobody would believe it would be a platform mm. to help others because, well, mobile phones weren't what they are today. And um, things changed. Podcasting is now one of the best ways to send your message across the world. How would you say that your post podcast can help people? So, again, uh, my podcast is in Estonian language right now. Well, the other thing is what I do is I also have a PyTribe is LinkedIn Tips and Tricks podcast. That's a shorter version. But the, the Estonian podcast, uh, it will help. It, it helps people because... Uh, I am uh, doing like one and a half hour interviews with uh, just, uh, so to say, basic people from Estonia and talking about their lives, like uh, why they're doing what they're doing, what makes them tick. And uh, I, I have to say that I'm extremely happy that most, uh, all of the guests, they are very open. They will tell, uh, we, will talk, we are talking about the hard times, we are talking about how they failed, what they learned and etc. So they're really, really honest. and. And when uh, regular, like uh, whoever listens to them, they also get the inspiration from that. And again, like they start to understand that I'm not alone with my uh, uh, my problems, and it's totally totally fine if uh, things don't uh, happen on the first time. Just need to keep trying. Especially like again, like uh, I think Bolt uh, uh, founder Martin Willick, he's the so to say uh, the most successful startupper who has ever been on my podcast. And again, like. Uh, before Taxify uh, or Bolt, they had, uh, I think he had three bankrupt uh, companies, so to say. And and again, like, you, you, it, it just, everything didn't work perfectly. But again, like, he did never give up. He never, never gave up. He, yes, he had struggles. He had issues. He had problems, like everybody else. Exactly. But again, like, his, his mindset and, and uh, let's see what happens attitude, uh, uh, again, like what happened with both now, it's something that they still cannot believe it, so to say. 
People usually, when they talk about those founders, they always say that, oh, they must have come from a nice family full of money or they, their lives were much easier than mine. And in fact, uh, with your podcast, maybe you can find out that it's not true. Mm. No, no, it's uh, most of the time it's not true. People have these imaginations and they, they um, so to say, assume a lot of things. And also they assume that uh, uh, one of the assumptions in Estonia is also when startup raises a far, far uh, around, if it's a mm hundred -hmm. K or a million or three million, it means all oh, these founders are now rich, but actually it's not. It's it, that all money goes to different people. And, and uh, yes, they might get some money, but again, like they are, they are not uh, extremely rich. Yes. If it's like a hundred million, then okay, a different, but, uh, <laughs> or, or that uh, entrepreneur's lifestyle, it, it, it's easy. Or they have an assumption that uh, I was, uh, especially I, I don't like this, uh, especially in high schools that um, I think that most of the assumptions are that if I start the business, it will take me about a couple of months and then a millionaire. It's actually, it's, it's pretty hard work. It's, uh, it is. I, I I don't recommend to start uh, entrepreneurship uh, to anybody. It's, it's a very difficult, uh, it's a very difficult path, but I do recommend everybody can be entrepreneurial. Like again, like you work in PyTribe, but you're doing a podcast and you do who knows what else you do. You're entrepreneurial in my mm -hmm. mind. Like you're, it's like, you're not just sitting there and, and doing stuff, but you are, you are, you are constantly learning, doing something, new things and, and the constantly improving thesis entrepreneurial skills, I think every person in the world has. Definitely. It's just we are we are just uh, so much in the comfort zone, and and, and we are all thinking, what if I do this? What will happen? And then you never do. And this exactly. is something. Uh, and this is why I think mentor or coach can help you, or 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 good friends, or or somebody who just uh, okay, you have this idea. What stops you to make this today? What Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, but let's just start something and focus on one thing. Okay, I need a website. Okay, let's do the website. Let's start with that. Or whatever the thing is, you can you can start today. Like uh, because you were you will always have more excuses than uh, than not to do it. To have excuses to do it. Right. Always. There is always. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I myself had to 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 fight that because I always I'm full of ideas and. Um, there was a day when I was listening to someone, I can't remember which one, um, but yeah, listening to podcasts, it started forming that idea that just do something. Like all those ideas that you have during the week or during the year, just yeah. start by doing one and stick to it. Because I think we are, at least on my side, I live in Portugal, we are kind of raised in a way that it's, um, you should be getting fruits from what you're building tomorrow. And that's not true. Like you will get your, you, you will get your fruits like in months or, or years even. Yeah. So sticking to it, to a formula, start doing stuff bit by bit will help you for sure in what you're doing. Definitely. Consistency is the key. Thank you so much for, for this. I would just like to ask one more thing to wrap things mm -hmm. up. Um, you're in Estonia. You do a podcast for Estonians mm -hmm. about mentorship, about um, mostly Estonians about uh, coaching and we know here in Portugal or at least in most of Europe and also the world that you guys don't have many hours of sun sunlight is how does that affect your because you guys have a thriving community a startup community loads of business businesses developing there how do you cope that with the fact that you guys don't have sun and people always complain that lack of sun will affect your performance how does that also affect your the way that you do coaching yeah, it, to be honest, I really miss the sun. 
it's uh, a lot of uh, vitamin D. It helps <laughs> every day. But yeah, it's uh, there is a lot of uh, jokes about uh, Estonians uh, that uh, on winter time we only code, mm-hmm. like the, the four months we only code, and then uh, rest of the time we we do other things. But but yeah, what can I say? That's why the, in Estonia I also think uh, not a lot of people are smiling and etc. But it's the sun that we miss. But again, like it's uh, I see the changes coming and the younger generation now it's it, they are getting more. Uh, so to say, the mindset uh, changes a lot. All right. Perfect. Indrek, thank yeah. you so much for being in Lisbon Unlimited. I would love to thank you for sharing your experiences. I would love if you could just point us, if I wanted to listen to your podcast, where shall I go? And also, if I want to reach out to your business, where shall I go as well? So, again, as I mentioned, uh, the podcast is in, uh, in Estonian. So, if you guys don't uh, talk Estonian, so it's about yeah, well, the link. It's Hakkamedegutsum, <laughs> which means uh, just do it. And I think the best way to reach me out is through LinkedIn. I will send you all the links. You will find uh, my LinkedIn and then uh, more than happy to connect or help or uh, whoever has some questions. To answer. Perfect. Perfect. Indrek, thank you so much. Um, if you need anything, also you have my details and my contacts. So reach out. And um, I really wish you loads of success in your business. I hope that you can really help people grow and companies as well. And um, we'll be in touch. Thank you, Diego. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much.